0: Hello and welcome to The Dance of Soul. I'm Natasha Venter and I am here as a uh, multi-life intuitive who is a medium and an energy seer. I'm also a spiritual counselor. I love to support people going through life. I also do feng shui. Uh, I'm a feng shui advisor, and I call myself an advisor because I love to call it practical feng shui. Change your environment, change your world, change your knowings. And I love to, to practice the feng shui. And I can do that for, um, visually or or you know through virtual, or I can do that in person. Depends on where you're at. I um, love to give guidance. And uh, we were... We're just talking here that you know if you are looking me up, please. Uh, I've been changing my name up, rebranding. So if you have find me on any page like my YouTube channel, um, or you you look for me for my YouTube, click on the name because that will send you to the most recent page that I have. I had somebody who was looking for me and they said, "This is no, this is a video. You don't have very many videos." And I go, "I have over 500 videos on my what my YouTube channel." And they go, "I said click on my name." There you are. <laughs> so, um, if you can do that, and um, this is my partner in light in this dance of the dance of the soul, and I just love Regan. You know, hi Regan, how you doing? Hi. I hope you've been having a blessed week here coming up since I seen you last.
1: Yep, busy, busier than ever. I had uh, four, four, four life between life sessions in three days, and that was it. Was like I was just. Patty said she didn't even know I was here. She'd walk by my office, and I was there. You know um all day long uh, i mean she went to bed because i had an evening session so it was like she didn't see me for three days because i'm just in here where she didn't realize i had clients in here and then then i did a zoom session with somebody and uh it was um amazing um for those of you who are new or who see this later my name is regan and uh i'm a life between life uh therapist with the newton institute and uh uh, Natasha and I blend really together with our skills as we help people to expand their awareness to what lies beyond the physical world. Um, with the Newton Institute, we have a process that allows you to have, it's like uh, people say it's like a near-death experience without the death part. You know, it's kind of a joke, but that's what happens where we, uh, using hypnosis, you go in a deep state of trance and you actually have have the inward ability to uh, be like a medium in the sense is that you begin to see things from the other side where you meet your guide uh, see loved ones that have passed on actually go before a council that'll answer any pre-prepared questions you have about your life to find out what your mission is what you hope to learn and so forth it's there's so much more to it than that we've been doing this with uh, about seventy thousand people so far so um that's uh, what we do uh, a lot of my clients see natasha afterwards uh, because uh, sometimes it gets so much information they're trying to process it all. And uh, a session with Natasha helps you kind of clear things a little bit and focus because you end it, it changes your life. You know, it's like <laughs> you, you're going down a different road now. And um, you know, it, it's just a beautiful thing that we do. And today, Natasha, you can tell us, uh, you know, the, the subject about love today, right?
0: Yes. I was so- actually asked, I was actually asked by, Um, I'm going to call it the universe of love. You know, there was a couple of, um, of guides, you know, the angels kind of came in last night and I was asking what, what should we talk about tomorrow? And they said, I want you to talk about love because love has been a confusing conversation for many because we, we come from the humanness of what (laughs) we perceive love to be when you're on the other side. And those who have had the near death experience, has really talked about this new divine love that they're mm-hmm. feeling. And I have I that's what I walk with. I walk with divine love. And I don't know if everybody feels that when they're with me, but at the same time though, the, you know, there's this dance that I I just understand that sometimes there's something bigger than this, than what we're going through. And and having that understanding what divine love can be really here for us that's what they, the angels really wanted us to talk about today to help bring that more in. And I've been hearing a lot more of that. And so I thought, okay, this is the, it's the blanket thing that they want us to talk about.
1: Yeah. So. And, and I mean, we could basically, we talk about, you know, love is every show we have is about love, but you know, uh, that seems to be the theme uh, lately too, because um, Patty and I just went to, um, we just went to, um, we drove, oh gosh, almost four hours one way and then went to, it was a four hour, we were there for a seminar for five hours, drove four hours back, but that's how important wow. it was to go see. It was this healer who teaches people how to self-heal and um, um, it, it was amazing. He's a, a reverend now and he goes around, he speaks to all these big conferences and things and we were lucky to see him at uh, one of my clients' homes. Uh, because he decided to do these things for free, so we only had about 17 of us there, in a real nice setting, and he was one that he had cancer of the face and everything, where they had to pretty much take his nose off and and reconstruct his face and everything, and you'd never know by um, uh, by looking at him. And uh, he talks about how he did it through just loving himself, you know. And he was talking about that love is yeah is is just all there is, you know. And, and um reminded me of a lot of things you do, Natasha, and that you've been teaching me about loving the different parts of your body. Like he said, when the surgeon says, well, I got to cut your nose off and I got to do this. He said, okay. He didn't ever complain. He didn't ever what, and he did it all without any, um, any painkillers or anything afterwards. Wow. All he did was just, he just says, I love you face. You know, I love you face and the healing I'm receiving and whatever. And there was a woman there that testified this and they took pictures of him, of his face, and it almost reconstructed itself in uh, less than two months. Wow. The doctor said it would take years. And he said he just watched it. It was almost in fast motion how his face all came back together. You can hardly see just very, I think he's had 17 different surgeries at all, but you can't, you can't tell. But if you really look, you can see a few small scars. And the doctors can't even believe it, but he just—he says he—he um, he just does it with love. And then he showed us a few of the self-healing techniques, which was great, that I can uh, use in my product. How you channel the—the the white light coming through yourself to others, and—and—and and, um, and then he went around to each of us, and he would touch us like this with that, and then he would whisper something individual to each of us in there. As he was bringing white light in, um, you know, to kind of show us uh, how he did it, but he ended up about a half an hour discourse just on love, you know, and it was so cool, you know, about how you have to love every part of yourself, you know, uh, mm-hmm. love you as soul, but then love this physical body too, and every part of it. And, yep. um, and how that key is what, um, puts you in a different, puts you almost like in a, is this, uh, I don't know, puts you into a, your spiritual self, you know, like a human, does. but yet you're this spiritual part of yourself that's, that's uh that's doing that so it was really it was really good he was he was just an amazing human being um and um so you know but i just felt led and that's what's interesting because you just got this thing about um talking about love and the whole the whole thing in my life in the last two weeks has been about love um Mm -hmm. even um, my significant other and I here, we just decided all at once we, and I told, to think last week, that we wanted to uh, get engaged, not to be married, but to be engaged to get to a whole different level of commitment and spiritual responsibility with each other. So I have it all planned out. I sent her an invitation. We're in, uh, in Monterey in June. I think it's, uh, it's the first weekend June we'll be in Monterey and they have a place there called Lover's Point, which has a... <laughs> A spiritual thing there. We've Mm -hmm. been there a few times, right on the ocean. So I told her what time to show up, because I'm gonna have her. Well, she doesn't know yet, but I'm gonna have her come by. um, uh, I'm gonna go ahead of time because I gotta set everything up, and she's gonna come by Uber, and then I'll be there. But we have a time for the uh, exchanging of vows ceremony, and uh, you know, then we'll have lunch, and um, and then uh, we have have dinner planned to a place. Will be our our two person reception at this dinner place. And then later that night will be the, the consummation of the agreement. So it's going to be this whole planned out thing. And it's, it's about about love. It's about we're in this mm-hmm. relationship and we've been in it for nine years. Um, we have never found the need to be married. But we do f- see this as love progresses and you want to unfold with another person as your partner. Um, it's nice to have kind of a contract between the two of you that you're going to be there for each other to help each other evolve. You know exactly so, exactly then, here's what's weird last night just out of the blue she says i think we need to go see this movie it's not a movie we would even go to normally but she said let's just go i think we need to go so we went there and it's this um, movie about book club with the four older women yes where, you know that this is yeah i've heard them. of it yes yeah and so Uh, it's all about uh, Jane Fonda um, is going to be married so her friends they take her on a bachelorette thing over to Europe and uh, on the bachelor party they over there to get their on the bachelor excursion of dudes in Italy so it's beautiful you get to see Italy but they get her dressed there and everything and they surprised her that he's coming over there to marry her so they're doing the ceremony and and he's got the ring in his hand and and um, and she's talking about how much she loves him and everything like this and just loves him and loves him. But she says, I can't marry you. And then he says, he says, I knew that, you know, so he wrote this thing. He says, I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to say you can't love me because you've always wanted your freedom. You didn't want the, the ring to symbolize that you're in some kind of cage or anything like that. So he reads this whole thing about he can't see life without her. That she's the most beautiful person he ever met and he wants to be here for the rest of his life. So he gets on his knees and says, Will you please not marry me? And <laughs> and and so we looked at each other and she started crying. I Patty and I, I'm crying, she's crying. I think, why were we led to go see this movie this week yeah. out of all things that we normally even wouldn't go to? So exactly we can see how we've opened ourselves to love here. And so now with the connections from the other side, they're put they're filling in all the things we need to do to get to that point you know we need to get to that point and i yeah. can
0: tell you that i witnessed that journey i'm going to call it a journey and there was two times in my life and hi ward um ward said hi um oh, there's
1: ward again hi ward. yeah
0: hi ward uh that, that i i really witnessed this um inner growth of love for me twice the first time was after my mom passed away of Lou Gehrig's disease and I, it was shortly after my dad passed away. So I had, you know, two new kids um, and, you know, my mom with Lou Gehrig's disease. And, you know, it was just one of those, I'm going to call it the year that you flip your life over three or four times in one year and, and you just go forward type thing. And yeah, I was struggling with love. I was really struggling with, I couldn't even be a mom. I couldn't be a wife. I couldn't be, I didn't know who I was. And so I had to figure out how to start loving through my depression. And that's where a lot of people I think get stuck is is that, you know, if they're depressed, how can you love, right? Well, I know for me that I had to practice and I started loving my little pinky on my toe. On my mm-hmm. foot, you know, my little toe. And I just said, okay, love you. Thank you for balancing me. You know, I know that you don't get very much acknowledgement, but I just appreciate you. Thank you. And then I started looking at my other toes and thank you for that. And you know, this was not necessarily a day and night decision that I was making, but this was a process and it took me um, probably a good month, month and a half to get through to even get up my legs you know, because I was struggling so much with self-love because I knew that I couldn't love my heart. I couldn't love my mind. I couldn't love where I was at. I, you know, I was going through that year after grief and it was just so overwhelming. And at the same time, my husband wasn't doing well with his alcoholism. And so there's just a lot going on. And so in order to focus on something that was physical, I would physically fit, I would start really getting into, oh knee, look how you bend. Oh, I can feel the ligaments in you mm. bending and twisting, and every time I move you, thank you very much for doing that for me. You know? so that was one time where I was really getting into, um, you know, that uh, going forward, and you know, this was over. You know, let's see, my four-year, my my. Oldest was four at that time, and now turning thirty. So it's been a couple of years that I've practiced this self-love, right? Yeah. Um, that um, and then the next time was, and I can tell you that I've done this love thing several times in my life, but then the next big moment that I was unearthing was a time when my husband got sober, and I was really loving this moment of change, but I, I was showing him, I was reflecting to him what love was because him being the alcoholic, starting drinking at 12, 13, 14 years old, he never really, really felt those years of stretching and pulling of what love was because he always had, even though he had girlfriends, he always had something between him and them. You know, there was this, the drugs, the alcohol, you know, the pot, the mm-hmm. alcohol and that, because so there was always something between him and that. And now that he was getting sober, he had to figure out what love was. And and sometimes, you know, I would come up to him and I would just put a hand on his chest and I'd said, I love you. And I wasn't talking to the man. I was talking to the emotion of, holy frickin' frack, you know, what's happening to me? you know or that inner child that you know the the boy that that was you know 14 years old trying to figure out how to be because the last time he knew anything was you know when he was drinking right and so i would just put my hand on him or there's times where i would go up to him and put my arms around him and and he'd look down at me because he's six foot and i'm five foot look down at me and he'd say
1: you're not (laughs) letting go
0: are you i said nope and then pretty soon he would put his arms around me. After about uh, doing that for a year, I would say that I would walk up to him and he'd open his arms and put his arms around me Mm -hmm. within that year because of the fact that I allowed him to be vulnerable. And I think that that's the thing about love. When you're talking about it at this level, it is about vulnerability. And if you can find a partner who can be vulnerable with you like you have and now i can say the man i've always wanted to be married to you know is starting to be real vulnerable with me mm-hmm. That it is a stretch and pull of what what is it and i can say right now our humanness the humans that we are love to put restriction on love well i'll love you if you do this um i'll respect you if you do that uh, oh you did this to me i'm not gonna love you in the way that I think that you want to be loved, you know? And so it's, it's getting beyond that. And and it is about, and if you have to practice practice with your dog, cat, or, or something, because there is this moment where you have to be willing, I don't want to say to get hurt, but to get discomfortable when you are in a vulnerable place because people are going to disappoint you. Animals are going to disappoint you. But how do you rebound after that when you're talking about love? And and Ward says here, um, he says, um, why be sad when you have a warm smile? <laughs> Thank you. Um, because I, you know I'm human, and you know when you when you're, you know within what seven years I lost my mom, my dad, and my uncle, and I'm an only child, only grandchild, and I was having kids at the same time. I was you know. And my husband was an alcoholic, and it it was a rough year. And I, and it wasn't that I was sad, and just and but I had to figure out who I was again because when you go into grief, it's like flipping the coin over and and saying you know that I got to be my new normal, and that's who I was figuring out was who my new normal was.
1: Yeah,
0: and I went go. from being shy and quiet. And not speaking to being who I am today. And my husband even says that I'm not the same woman he married. And so I really had to figure out who I was. And that was starting to like my little toe,
1: right? Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, people say, well, where do I start with love? Well, you have plenty of work to do when you get started. Because self-love, I think, is the number one thing people should concentrate on. Because everything comes from that. I mean, if you can't love yourself, it's hard to love other people. You know, um, and um, all the all the gurus, all the teachers, Jesus, everybody that's been out there—they all talk about love thyself, um, and mm-hmm. um, you know um, that's the the number one thing. And um, the only way you can love yourself is to forgive yourself for all the screw ups you do. You know, in other words, uh, a lot of times I like you're saying, Natasha says, well, sometimes we don't know better to do better. Um, and you know sometimes we know better but we still don't do better but um you know when we make mistakes um the best thing you can do is to not you know to forgive yourself and then try to do better the next time uh that's how all the all the avatars all the you know spiritual teachers have come down that's been their core uh, teaching is forgiveness you know um so you know if god will forgive you what you know you think god forgives us. why can't we forgive ourselves? you know Mm -hmm. i mean you know that should be the the example right there um and everybody you know i don't know anybody who didn't who hasn't screwed up you know i mean we we all do it we all make mistakes we take wrong turns but then again the wrong terms we make are usually things that uh uh, end up uh, teaching us something you know so a lot Mm -hmm. of times the wrong terms we take even you know like we we become grateful for those in a way Says well you know that's how I learned to be a, a, you know a better person mm-hmm. um, the other way I think it, it's just a, a little thing that helps with self-love is to just think about these little random acts of kindness that you can do during the day um, that's a form of self-love because as you're giving to others it kind of comes back to you you know to to uh, to help you to uplift you you know so you can just pick up a piece of trash that's not yours you know if someone dropped on the street or something and put it in the trash and and, and um, you know, you, you'll feel good. You know? you know, smile at a clerk who, you know, who's not smiling because they're just, they're being like a robot at the counter and, you know, like this, and just, you know, look them in the eye and say, hey, thank you very much, you're doing a good job, something like that, I'd be surprised uh, how um, appreciative uh, people are, you know, that are working when they hear someone that, that you know, acknowledges that they're alive, <laughs> that they're present, you know. Um, tell the pers- people you're with that you love them every time you see them, you know, tell your dog. But again, like we're talking about, part of loving yourself is loving every part of yourself, you know, your emotional, your physical and your spiritual part of yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just get to it and, and start loving everything and just see how much better you feel um, about yourself, you know, when you um, begin some sort of practice that way, Um but there's different kinds of love like you were talking we were talking about before we came on the air, um, right Natasha, I mean there's there's a certain love you have for children, um, you know your spouse, for co-workers, you know um, you know love is comes in many different forms and we express it in many different ways um, to the people that are around us. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and that's that's the thing is people always say, You know like instead of saying you know my heart breaks for you i'll say i'll send you my love you know because of the fact that we all have these different things that are happening with us but you know i can say that i love someone because they're human you know I don't know you from from day one but i can say that i love you because you're human you are alive you are worthy i love you know a snail you know i was having on the phone with a friend today and a snail was you know i had like seven snails right in front of me you know and i know they're eating my you know plants and stuff like that and i'm like going how do i kill something that i want to love
1: you know right. <laughs> i'm like i do that yeah
0: you know and and you know they're snails right but it's that, um, hi, Veronica, that, you know, it, it's one of those things. So I say I love you because you are human. Now I can say that, uh, you know, like maybe a friend, I'll love them a little differently. And then my kids, I love them differently. and, and But they're all in the same bucket of love. But there's just a different layer of, of enlightenment that I have with each one. And then You know, I love my husband and I love myself. You know, there's these different layers of enlightenment. You know, the people that are cash register or the, you know, someone at the checkouts um, area, I love them differently than I may love a kid at at the school, right? So how do you love? It's, It's not necessarily that you have to have everybody on the same level, but you can have the same basis of love for everyone you know yeah. where that where does that love come from it comes from compassion it comes from understanding that hey we're all human it comes from that vulnerability of saying that you know you know i'm not perfect why should anybody else be perfect and and, it, yeah. and i wouldn't say that that you you can have that divine love and still have a little bit of judgment but the thing is so check in where does it come from you know does it come out of spite and and anger or does it come out of of passion and understanding and and saying you know I don't like what that person's doing you know and that's okay because you know like I was saying with you earlier that love does have boundaries you know love does have boundaries it does have restrictions it's not necessarily though that it has restrictions of I can't love you because you didn't put the dishes away you know it's yeah. about I'm going to have boundaries and I'm going to have a little bit of tough love. You know, let's say if my kid, you know, was still living at home and they didn't do the dishes like I like they were asked. And I give them 24 hours to get it done. I'm not one that, you know, I'm not a you know, I don't like to do things when people snap their fingers. So why should I expect somebody else to do it? Right. So I give them 24 hours and if it doesn't happen in 24 hours. Well, there's a boundary. I don't love you any less. I don't respect you any less. Yeah, you know, respect is a little dance there. But, you know, as if you don't respect me, it's hard to respect other people, right? And so, yeah. you know, what what do we do with that? But I still love, and it might have to have a little tough love, right? Uh, you know, so how do we negotiate this when we have these dances around us of relationships and and situations and and this kind of thing and um ward said something earlier and i'm i'm trying to wrap my head around it so i haven't posted it yet so maybe regan you can read it now okay
1: if we were to say that you and i do not exist but know each other because our thoughts
0: consist
1: consist i wonder if you because our thoughts uh, exist or consist would you still recognize me when I no longer see? And could I still find the parts that made us, you and me? Sound like a poem. <laughs> yeah, Before. exactly.
0: So thank you, Ward, for putting in that there. Yeah, and, okay. and then. Um, so
1: I'm not, a, it's, a, um, it's a little over my head a bit, but um, uh, let me give you some background on. <clears throat> on what we found out in the Newton Institute research. Um, we found out that on the other side, all these 70,000 people gone on the other side have been able to visit what we call a soul group. And these are souls that you normally incarnate with. You know, it's like an acting troupe of, of you know, t- t- people, or souls traveling around. And some soul groups, you know, might have six or seven, some are 20 or 30. And these are souls that um, uh, you know, you know, like your like your best buddies. and um, some of them, um, uh, some of them, you, in, you know, are more, you're closer to than others, like what we would call a, a soulmate, you know, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, in all these cases we have, there's, it's very interesting to see the different configurations and the different ways uh, all these soul group people love each other. So when we're on the other side, we, you know, you just love everything and everybody, you know, it's like, like that, but there's some others because the souls you you identify with well here's a case history we had which was very confusing um this uh this woman was married had a couple of kids and there became a new co-worker at work and she couldn't understand why she was so attracted to this person but it was more than a physical attraction it was more like she just felt she knew this person and they just became very close at work but began to bother her because she's married you know, she's got two kids. She's faithful to her husband, but yet there's something that she just begins to really love about this coworker. So when she found out about this work, she went to a life between life therapist from the Newton Institute. And um, when she goes into trance, she goes to the afterlife and she asks to speak to this soul of this coworker. And she did and found out that that was her soulmate. That was the person that on the other side, she's closest to. But they had agreed this time that when, they, when, when she came down, they weren't going to be together. She needed to learn other things. And this other soul who she's married to needed to be with her to learn those things. And she needed to learn some things that that other soul she's with mm-hmm. could teach her. So this time he just came down down to, um, uh, you know, as a co-worker uh, just to support her and to be her friend. Um, now, once she learned about that, her human self, it was a little difficult for a little bit when she got this bigger picture that it's all about love you know and so she went back and stayed happily married to um to the person she was with didn't have an affair or anything like that because that wasn't the purpose of this thing but that she felt that love you know said so she still loved her co-worker but she didn't act out on it in a way that you would be when you were like married or something just stayed close to him in a spiritual level you know so when and you talk and about that's, re- recognize souls, recognizing each other. That mm-hmm. was, that was this recognition of soul, you know,
0: exactly. Cause I think a lot of us forget that when the kind of love that, that was intentionally called for us to talk about today, it's not a sexual love, right? It's not a sexual, but yet there's a lot of times where that love, thank you for that story, Regan, because this is, this is a conversation we need to have. Yeah. Because it, it, it's not, when you're talking about the this love of another being, that it's not a sexual love, even though sexual love can be added to it. Yeah. But this is a love of, of compassion and understanding for someone. I have a couple people that it's in my life and actually um, – there was another couple that came over to my house and and I was talking with her and, and 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 the gentleman was talking to my husband and and he and the gentleman was saying you know whenever i'm around natasha it's like seeing my sister it's like seeing someone i just i i can't get an, an, enough of because i just i'm i love her so much you know and and i feel the same way with him I, it's like we hug each other and it's like and i'm grateful my husband understands yeah. this or he trusts me enough to understand this process and and there's another person that that actually is in, in the opposite sex and when i'm with him there's no sexual feelings with but it's like talking with my brother it's that yeah. soul brother it's that soul calling it's that and and i can sit down and 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 people who w- would watch us you know could get the impression that we're having an affair because there's so much yeah energy being passed around us hi Paula um the the you know that you know it is that that feel that that energy but it there's nothing that is going beyond but at the same time though let's say if if one of them wasn't married and if I wasn't married and there was no attachments we could add to that Wow. And it wouldn't be a bad thing, but I wouldn't say that it would be a good thing either. Because sometimes when you have that, like my dad and I, we were, we were soul, we were soul twin. You know, we were, I wouldn't call us twin flames, but we could be in that twin flame conversation because we were mm-hmm. so close together and we had so much compassionate love with each other, but we chose in this lifetime to be um, my dad and, and and then a daughter and And so with that, that, that we did have, my mom didn't really want to get involved sometimes because we were just having so much loving communion together. And I'm using that word communion because it is about oneness with someone. Yeah. You know, and, and it's being willing to have that and not going to the sexual side, you know, like you like this uh, person who went and got the session you know, she found out that she could probably have one of the best girlfriend girlfriend relationships without having to play on it, being attracted in that other way, because yeah. it wasn't meant to be that other way.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I know uh, a woman, uh, a good uh, f- friend of mine. She wanted to have a. Um, She wanted to have a a close relationship with another woman, you know, girlfriend, you know, somebody to do things with and because some of her friends had moved away and and she was trying to think, well, how can I, how can I do this? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. What what does Ward say here? It says, Mm -hmm. my mom always said, if you want to love your partner the rest of your life, it needs to feel like your best friend. Yeah. Exactly. that's, That's how everybody feels in these soul groups. I mean, it's like, like you're at a party with, and you love every, you just love them all, you know, I mean, when we come down here to learn, we decide, you know, okay, hey, how about, let's come down, let's be brothers, or, you know, I'm going to be your mother this time, and you're going to be my son, because the different um, combinations of relationships cause different types of learning, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and um, the sexual part, and that is, which is for your Your significant other that way has its own special learning and that's part of the learning you know happening Mm -hmm. um so uh but um uh had it there was another example i'm just my (laughs) (laughs) light went out here and it threw me or what the heck just uh burned out all of a sudden i got uh well there it is i don't know what happened there we go (laughs) you know so um now I have a a personal example of something that happened uh, to me, which was a big, huge learning experience. I was between marriages, and I met this woman who was, we just, from the moment we met, and for six months we were together, we just had the most fun time. I mean, it was, everything we did, it was just like, it was playful and fun and everything. But we came to a point after about six months, we kind of looked at each other and said, this isn't going anywhere, is it? You know, like we're not going to get married or it's going to be that kind of thing. I and mean, it would confuse both of us. I had planned to, so we decided to kind of break up that way with like thinking that we were going to be like, you know, she was going to be my next love interest or something, you know, that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, had t- I had tickets to go to, to Chicago from California for a spiritual conference. So I'm at the spiritual conference. I'm, I'm, med- I'm meditating in my room uh, and, um, as I was meditating, I had kind of an out of body experience where I was this a soldier coming home from war and I was so, it was so interesting because here I meditate, I'm not asleep or anything. And all of a sudden I'm transported. I see like a past life. I'm coming home as a soldier and I'm rushing home. I see my house is on fire. There's a big pile of hay and I see my wife with face down there. She's got red hair. I turned her over. And I, there was this redheaded woman, and I went, oh, my God, that's my sister in this lifetime. It was the strangest feeling, but you almost have to have been there and experience what I did to realize that it was a true thing. Mm-hmm. And then here's this little girl running up to me, like a three-, four-year-old little girl, and I grabbed her, and I just held her. And as I grabbed her, I went, oh, my gosh, this is Kathy in this lifetime, who was that woman i was with for 6 months and i realized that that love i had for her was just a soul love it wasn't uh-huh. like a, a sexual going to be my wife love but it was as pure and just as important you know have the love of a child you know and that somehow in this lifetime she had come and and just to help me in a sense to get through this period between you know divorcing and between when i would meet my next significant other and she was there for me and i realized and I hadn't seen her in 28 years, and I looked her up uh, two weeks ago, and I found her and called her, and she was happy to talk to me, because had, we hadn't talked in like 28 years. And I had to tell her, I said, we're getting older now, and I just wanted to tell you how important it was that you were in my life, and how you helped me to get to where I am today by being there and being this like loving friend. It felt like we were like two kids in the neighborhood, a boy and a girl, and they grow up just <laughs> in the neighborhood and they'd be like, like Forrest Gump mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, and it was just this, this love of, uh, of another soul. So that was a big lesson to me about the different kinds of love and how powerful each kind of love can be.
0: It is, know? it and is. It shows up in your life. Ex- and it- exactly. And Paula says here that, um, you plan your relationship that way, you know, you can play your kind of like a soul contract, you know? Yeah. And And I would say that a soul contract is a little bit different than love of a soul being with another love soul being. Um, Because a contract, like my husband and I, we had a soul contract we had to work out. Now, that meant tough love. (laughs) It meant a lot of tough love. It meant, you know, I've had other soul contracts that come in and they are loving beings to teach me that tough love. Teach me my experiences, my lessons. Now, when we're talking about love, how can you help your contractual, your soul contract with someone? The love that you have for something or someone can help support the change. Now, what I can say is, is that, like with my husband I'm using, this as an example, is, is that we had a soul contract that we had to finish up in our last um and in, in the this first part so when my husband decided to get sober we ended that contract and oh. we were able to start a new contract oh That's so now awesome. we are walking a new contract that we are going to continue if we so choose in other lifetimes because we are we are stretching and pulling and negotiating our contract but what did I, what did we do to create this new soul work together was that we figured out more love. We were, were stretching and pulling the love conversation. You know, you know, when you're an alcoholic, you like to control, you like to, you know, you like to live in the more negative side, you, you know, you have these dances. And so how do I, how did I heal that? by holding the the path that we were on with love and compassion. Now I had boundaries, you know, I didn't have restrictions, but I had boundaries and, and, you know, with that, and, and there's a difference between restriction and boundaries. Now restriction mm-hmm. would be is, is that I'm going to love you if, if, only if you do this and this and this and this,
1: yeah.
0: my boundary was, is that honey, this is not comfortable for me. I don't like this. We need to change this. This is an old pattern, and we need to change this. Now, that's a boundary, not a restriction. You know, Uh, now, I'm going to say there's a little bit of a restriction because if he started drinking again, I would have to think about, are we going to stay married, right? Because I didn't like that person. I don't want to go back there. So that might be a restriction in his mind that he has. But, you know, really, do I have it? It, it, it's a cause and effect. If if he does start drinking, I'm not going to restrict him not to. That's his choice, right? Well,
1: yeah, and and part of self love is setting boundaries. In other mm-hmm. words, you know, um, and setting them in the in the right way, you know, so you don't not just a, a doormat for somebody, mm-hmm. you know, but you, you letting people know, and that's that's how you love yourself. A lot of people like I've I've had uh, struggled with that throughout my life. Uh, Like on the Enneagram, as we talk about once in a while, I'm a a nine on the Enneagram scale, which means um, I'm a peacemaker. But I, you know, I'd rather not. Yeah, you too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We don't don't like to fight, you know. I mean, we'll do whatever we can to avoid conflict and everything that way. But we have to be a healthy nine in the Enneagram thing. You have to learn to set boundaries, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so that's part of our learning, uh, part of our learning experience. And I'm still learning that I'm getting a lot better, which I feel good about myself. But it's a process, you know, of uh, of that, you know, so um, love like um, the gentleman that, I, you know, in the conference we went to where he healed himself without medications or anything when they had to reconstruct his whole face, cutting his nose off and and everything. And you should have seen because we saw pictures of what he looked like. And it was like, oh, my gosh. He just had cancers all this black cancer all over his face and they had to cut it off and everything and um, when he told him I had cancer you know he said okay And he started loving the cancer you know I love you cancer you know boom you know you're here to teach me something you know boom 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 you know and it's just it's he's had seven uh, heart attacks you know in his life and he just says you know people can't believe you just like well you know thank you heart attack you know boom boom here I am and he's still You know, he's almost 70, I think he's 78 years old now, and he's been helping so many people. They just, you know, they can't believe he just has such this loving attitude, even though he's been through some horrendous Mm -hmm. things in his life, you know. Um, And that's the whole thing. It's like every every conflict we have, we're going to learn something if we're open to it. Exactly.
0: And those conflicts are about tough love for us. Or yep. those conflicts are here to teach us and I know for me like even just sitting here you know I was putting the the um the the understanding of I love you cells you know the cells of my body have we ever said thank you and I love you to cells and I know when I feel that
1: yeah
0: I mean I feel my body kind of in a in a uh, in a I don't want to call it a tingle like like but it's almost like the the chills start going over you you know, have, have anybody really said, Hey DNA, thank you for healing. I love you for that. And that, and it's a love that, that, that it's, that that it's not like, Oh, you know, Oh body you, you have cancer. You know, it's like, no, it's that it's a, it's a gratitude love. It's a, it's that warm blanket. It's that warm feeling. And, and that's, that's what That's what we're working for is finding that more whole self of ourselves, that enlightened self of ourselves. So um, Ward says here, um, thank you for your comments, guys. I really, this adds to the conversations, and I I love the stretch and pull of these conversations. I I search for my soul by looking into my mind with my thoughts. That's that's a good way to do it. Um, Now, your soul is not your mind, though. Your soul is your knowing. Uh, in my perspective, and and I want to invite that to look at you know because your soul, your now your soul does have a soul mind. I have an understanding in my understand, you know, my understanding, and that might be more your higher self. Yeah, you know. So with that, check in with more your higher self mind. Check in with that that higher mind because the the mind here, the mind that's in the physical body, if that's what you're talking about that that can be pretty limiting on its concepts um i've been lucky with my mind it's been willing to work with my concepts that's why i can move from one dimension to the other real easily because my mind's willing to do it um and so with that that um that you know it is, because your your thoughts are your emotions, and your thoughts are your, your you know, who are your thoughts? I'm going to invite that, you know, who are your thoughts? So I would go up to your your higher self to yeah. get more of an understanding of what your soul is asking you to do.
1: And uh, in these sessions, these Life Between Life sessions that I do with clients, they actually uh, come, can come face-to-face with their higher self. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they blend. And they start talking about the self in third person. And I'll say, am I talking to so-and-so's higher self? And they go, yeah. And I go, wow, cool, you know. And all of a sudden, they're talking to the person who's in trance now. Their higher self is talking to the person in trance, giving them advice on what they should be doing. And sometimes they're Mm -hmm. talking about, if you weren't so stubborn, you know, you'd be able to do this. It's it's like, it's the craziest thing. (laughs) Um, I love it. what i did when i when when i had the, this last week when i had one of my clients they were merged with their higher self and i could tell i was talking herself and i says can you um separate yourself for the moment so that my client in the now time can actually look at her higher self just to see what you you know what her higher self looks like and all of a sudden they were separated and she was describing all these purples and blues and mm-hmm. oranges and um and that of, of the uh, of the higher self um, and then, um, you know, it, the higher self, this other part of us, because see, in this, what we've learned in this research is that when you decide to be you, you don't put all of yourself in the physical body, you keep about half of it okay. home. So there's always your higher self, or there's always a part of each of us that's there. So in these sessions, you actually get to come face to face with that other part of yourself. And so what I do sometimes with my clients, I, I have them walk into the, their higher self then, and just feel how it feels to be whole, you know, like all wise and all healing and everything like that. And my clients say, oh my gosh, it's the most beautiful feeling. And it's just so exciting to blend with that other part of yourself for a few moments, you know, um, over there. So um, yeah, it's, it really this, this does. Inspires, this, yeah, it's so it's, you know, we've pretty much proven it now because we've had 70,000 people experience it. So that's pretty much telling you that, yep, we have our we have our higher selves and what's beautiful too is you you can talk to the higher selves of people that are still alive in your life so in other words if you're have some issues with a friend or your your significant other or something you've talked to the higher selves over there and find out what's going on and most of the time well here's an example to this married couple was having a lot of trouble she was thinking about divorcing she talks to the higher self of her husband over there and he says whoa wait a minute he says, "Our contract was to come down. That I was going to come down and be a difficult husband for, with you. I love you so much that I'm going to come down. I'm going to challenge you up and down in every way possible because you need to learn patience and forgiveness." And so, wow, she realized that you know. Because some <laughs> people think, some people think, when they go down, and meet their soulmate. It's going to be all fun and giggles. Uh, exactly. No, but,
0: not all but, the time. Right.
1: But when you when you're in your higher selves, there, and you go, "Hey, what can we learn by me going down?" And me challenging you on these things, and you, you know, we having to work on the relationship so that we can really learn, you know. And I think what's beautiful, Natasha, is what you talked about—you and your husband now—and as I think with Patty and I now, we're we're taking, we're going to another level now, you know, like mm-hmm. re re-establishing with these, you know, commitment to each other. And what was so beautiful with this whole love thing, as we talked about today, it's the first time in my life I've equally shared with someone that is in tandem with me in this process of, of seeing these God sightings from the other side, ah, you know, yes. as a partner. It's like, like, did you see that? It's like you see a UFO and you look over at your partner. Did you see that? And you and you both saw it together, you know, <laughs> rather than one saying, no, I don't see it, you know, you're crazy, you know, you know kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so love, it's just so good about talking about love today because, um, you know, just self-love, love, you know, um,
0: love, some love people the- –
1: who don't have, you know, people in their lives, um, have pets, like their dogs or cats or something. And they have such a love connection. And, um, uh, I've met people that have been that way where they have this connection with animals and they realize that those souls are in their life to give them love and for them to give mm-hmm. love, you know, so that they can learn, it's, you know, it's a, it's a
0: safer place to have that love. But I wanted to go back to something that Ward said that, yeah. and I, I, um, that's really cool um, that I can actually, um, uh, that, um, that he was saying that I actually think my thoughts make me who I am, but that's my feeling. And I can honor that 100% because yes. the thoughts are who we are, but we're more than our thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's the, it's your upper, it's your higher level of awareness in that that gives the mind the thoughts and then the thoughts come through. I mean, this we're in this physical vehicle here, right? Exactly. And it's
0: a bigger conversation than this moment. And yeah. so we're just giving a highlight of, of these thoughts. It's not necessarily that we're trying to dishonor you for that. I mean, well, it, yeah, it's totally, right and I'm glad it. that you, yeah, I think that you should have your own truths and and thank you for that because this is just a perception and, mm-hmm. and a perspectives that we're giving you that to hopefully more well round everybody. And I want to make that disclosure, but you know, cause our thoughts, I, I am, my personality is my thoughts. You know, when I'm thinking, you know, my husband always says you're very gray about your thoughts. You know, you're very ether. You're very left brain. You know, you're really, you know, it's like, and, and, and those are my thoughts because I see the bigger picture. I see the knowings of things. I see the, oh, that's why that's happening. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can process that, you know, but those are my thoughts, which is my personality in a way, you know? but they, my thoughts add to a lot of things. It's kind of like the hand, you know, you need the, the, you know, the pointer to, to grab on, you know, you need these different parts of us, but basically it makes us who we are. So I could say our thoughts are part of maybe one or two fingers, right? That makes us who we are. And then we have our higher self, our soul, you know, we have these different things that add in to those thoughts and those personalities that make us into that being, because I can tell you that, my guides and my angels connect with my thoughts to give me ideas to do my things. So that does help me to be me. So I'm not discounting our thoughts. I'm, I want to say that it's more than just our thoughts.
1: Yeah. And our, like our intuition comes to us through our thoughts. You know, sometimes you go, Oh my gosh, why did I just think of that? You know, it's just like your, your higher self intuition. You just had this thought that, that went through. Um, and sometimes, uh, well, and that's how, I think, how they whisper to us sometimes. You, what, what's interesting sometimes is um, when we've talked to uh, the other side, the angels and, and the guides on the other side, and like people that invent things, a lot of times they're whispering to a lot of different people, and then some there's, and some of them don't hear them, and then all of a sudden someone does, and they come up with this invention or this thing that they had to invent, and people sometimes have gone to patent it, and they found out. That there's three or four other people that are working on the very same, same thing at the same time. Yeah, because they're trying to get this out there, but they got to find someone who's receptive, you know, whose intuition, you know, is picking up on, you know, and having them act on on the uh, the help that they're getting through. Um, I, I What was interesting to me, I don't want to find out more about it, but when I was at this, con- this spiritual convention recently, someone came to me there and talked about that there was a, a booth that was further down from mine and they were working on something they called the God phone. And they said that there was, um, I forget who they said was like Einstein and Tesla and something were working, channeling through people on how to build this device, which is like a phone to the afterlife, you know, where you could actually, you know, talk. And right mm-hmm. now they're working on yes and no answers or something, they're getting some success, but on how to build this device that that somehow connects us. So. That, that might be coming up in a... I wouldn't be surprised because things are opening up so much now.
0: Oh, they it's, are. It's
1: becoming much easier to access the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know.
0: think that's why we're having so many near-death experiences coming out and having conversations. And mm-hmm. we were told to have this conversation about love and because of the fact that if we do think love... And, and my husband actually gets tired of me saying I love you because of the fact that when we do say love it changes who we are for the day it's a vibrational change so if i if anything you get from today's show please start putting the word love in your conversations yeah you know i love that ice cream i love being alive i love my car i love this i love you i love driving down the highway i love you know it's not necessarily that you have to be in in um understanding of it you know it doesn't mean that you have to yeah. You know, yeah, love is part of like, but at the same time, though, you know, try saying to yourself, I love you cells. You know, I love you water. You know, try swirling water. I love you water. I love you drink. Start yeah, it, changing it. the energy that's around you, and it yep. will amaze. I know for me that, you know, with my dad having colon cancer and lung cancer, my mom having Lou Gehrig's disease, you know, that I've loved my body into health. No. now I'm gonna tell you that you know probably when I'm hundred years old I can look back and say see I did it mm-hmm. you know but at the same time though right now I have an understanding love is healing my body because I go into my colon my colon and into my digestive system and I actually send love through through those my tubes of my digestive yeah. system you know and and doing that work, But i work with divine love and actually i asked mother mary and jesus to come along for the ride with me energetically to send that love with me because sometimes if we don't know that ourselves in the humanness because we've had so much life trauma or we've had you know um misunderstanding what love was through people you know that sometimes it's hard to um know how to do love and that's where you know. Practice it by reaching out to someone else. If you have a dog that really loves you, ask them to to practice loving with you. Um, uh, let's yeah. see. What what did Ward say? He he said a lot. Regan, can you read that for me, please? Okay.
1: Imagine I know someone. Okay, it's small on my screen here. It says. Oh, sorry about that. Imagine I know someone you don't know about. That means that this person exists in my thoughts. I can imagine and think about them. But you were never. But you never knew him, so he is not in your thoughts, because you don't know about his existence. He can't be in your world until you see or hear him, and you can think about him with your thoughts. Well, that's kind of. It's interesting because, yeah, I mean, that's why each of us, each of us, uh, all these billions of souls that are here now. There's, there's, there's billions of. Um, uh, you know, like nobody has the same consciousness in a sense, because mm-hmm. everybody has different experience. We all know different people. We all know things that, that you know, each of us could could teach each other because we know things they don't know. And they know things we don't know, you know, um, and that so, um, yeah, some people, I mean, you can get all these esoteric thoughts, like, you know, you know, walking and if a tree falls in the forest, is there a sound, because there's nobody there to hear it, you know, mm-hmm. those kind of things. The the Buddhists used to call those cones, I think, like cones or something, where they would they would give these like puzzles, you know, and it would be uh, it would be like that, and they would give them to their students to think about things that don't seem to make any sense, but somehow they seem to make sense, you know, kind of things. Uh, that exactly and
0: and we don't know until we know and we don't you know we can't be where we don't we you know but i can also say though that when i send love around this world i get the understanding that there's a lot of things that i don't know about yeah i even send love to those because that's where i say a lot of times what i see and unsee what i know and unknow what i you know what i don't know you know what I hear and don't hear, when I um, when I think and I don't think, you know, it's like I I try to incorporate the things I do and the things I don't in the work that I do, because it is about including all. When I send love out, you know, and my love is like Reiki. I send Reiki through the world. You know, I send love out through, you know places I don't send my heart, I don't send my knowledge. I, I well I do send my knowledge, but I send, you know, but I send my I send love. But when I do send love to someone, let's say, like um on the radio show yesterday, there was a woman who sadly her husband, it's me, uh committed suicide not not even a month ago.
1: Yeah.
0: He was in so much pain. And she called up on the radio station. I'm on um Mark, the Norwalk's uh, on the third Sunday of every month and she called up and and i I held love for her. I and I sent her love, but I didn't I sent her my love, but I also sent the divine love to her and and actually that divine love didn't even come through me. it went straight to her, right? Yeah. and the house angels sent love and so really, you know we until it's on our radar, we don't necessarily know, but we can send what we what we would like to those that we do know and and actually we can do it to people we don't know right so um okay so he also added to um yes indeed i mean this by an opinion and my truth i explain i share my wisdom is to the others to accept it and believe
1: yeah you know in this in this research we're doing we've probably answered, I guess a thousand questions about the afterlife. You know, like what happens when we die? Where do we go? What do we do? Um, you know, and we're getting all this information by putting it all together, by recording all these sessions. But the thing is, is that now we've got like a thousand question answers about the afterlife and they've uncovered like a thousand more questions. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there's this, and we just go, keep going deeper and deeper. And once you think you got a hang on it and you realize it's almost like the some of the most, the wisest people, the gurus mm-hmm. talk about once they become enlightened they realize that they don't know anything <laughs> exactly <laughs> because there's you talk so to enough.
0: you talk to a 5 year old and they know more than a 90 year old
1: right, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: because of the fact that the more we we grow and change and be the more we realize how more out of control we are the more yeah. we don't know the more that you know but at the same time though i'm going to say the more that i don't know the more i have knowings That are very secure in me that i know i have a knowing of it you know and i didn't read my smarts you know i didn't hardly read a lot of books i've actually scanned through books but i didn't really read them um and so a lot of my knowings are just core knowings and truth yeah but i'm gonna say though my truth is my truth and yours is yours so you know we have to discern what our truths are. And, and that's the thing is Regan and I are never here to push our beliefs on you. We're here to support, just offer a belief to give you a perspective that maybe shift up your life a little bit.
1: Yeah. I think we, we just want to encourage people to go deeper into whatever, whatever they're searching for, you know, look for more answers because there's just more and more and more and more and more out there, you know, and life just becomes a joy. Once you start, you know, um, kind of searching and you get all all these different things that happens and you see your life change uh you know change for the better exactly um, so
0: i love word you're you're putting out some twists and turns here uh do we listen to what we hear or do we hear what we listen to <laughs> you're a great you i <laughs> well, love your I, philosophy I, in this you're I, I, you're I do doing same. um you're doing really can, good
1: see uh, that's that's the things you get when you have things like that you you uh you You know once when we challenge our mind to look at something in a different way that's when you learn you know it shakes Mm -hmm. up your kind of takes the plaster the hard plaster off ourselves to become uh you know more that way but i would say that all this learning and everything that you get it all boils down to that in in this lifetime you've chosen to come here for a reason and you have a mission and a purpose so what we need what i would say to do is we need to get and keep searching for enough to help us in our mission and goal and once that's done, then we'll learn more. It's like being, you know, when you get in your first class in college, you don't want to, you just can't learn everything and, co- you know, you have to take one class, concentrate on that. When you're done, you've know, got your your uh, your A plus in that lesson, then you go on to another and another and another um, that way. And that seems to be the way of the world or the way that we, that we learn things, you know. Yeah. Um, in, clo- in closing, tape for because I know we're going over. Time yeah, here. we're we're
0: at that time, aren't we? And um, thank you, Ward. Um, thank you so thanks, much. Ward. And and uh, I I'm so grateful that we can be supportive in, nice. in the in the learning process because it yeah. it is about being supportive. It's not about do this because this, this, you know, I don't have any expectations. I just offer. I offer.
1: I and, we, I, and a, I know
0: Regan does too.
1: I had a client just last week, and a lot of it was about self love. See, it's this whole thing again. Mm-hmm. And her thing was about self love. And so they gave her some things to do. The the, uh, the council. She was before the council over there, and she said, "What are some things I can do to self-love?" And um, you know, one of them was them talking to her about doing random acts of kindness. Um, you know, forgiving herself for that that sort of thing. Um, and um, uh, so I asked. I had this aha. I said, because I'm the facilitator here, and I wanted her to get the most out of her sessions. I says, "Ask the guides over there." If it would be possible that if you follow their advice and you become more loving and everything like that, can they give you a glimpse of your future, of what you would feel and look like in the future? And they said, okay. So instantly she's there and she's in trance and she's just smiling. You know, and I said, how was that? She says, oh, it just felt so good. You know, and I forget what the setting was, but things were going really good in her life. She loved herself. And I've done that with a few clients about asking the council if they can have if they follow this advice, if they make the changes, if they do the, if they forgive people they need to forgive, change their habits, and in the way that these guides on the other side, like these amazing life coaches over there, do, and they'll, they'll, they, so far they have not refused. They've given everyone we've asked has been able for a moment to see what a, uh, you know, a future could look like for them, and that's you know, and I want, and then I have them memorize that feeling why they're there. I said just feel how good that feels that you've made these changes and you've done all this work Mm -hmm. and how good it feels and memorize it. So when you come back out of trance, you can still kind of have that in you to give you motivation. Exactly. You know, to make that. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty cool. You know, all these things we're learning now.
0: It is, And that's the thing is it's about, you know, I would say that I have learned the experience that I've got from holding love with myself. And holding love in myself that whatever has happened outside of me I get through it okay ish I get get it through I get through it okay ish you know and and I'm saying ish because it's a perfectly imperfect dance as we walk in life Mm -hmm. and so you know it's coming back to the more that I have love filling me up the less more the less I'm blown around you know what I mean? Yeah. I have a little bit more knowing. Um, and so uh, Paula says, I appreciate your safe space to learn and grow. It's refreshing and very comfortable. I actually get bummed out when I miss you guys live.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Paula. <laughs> Thanks, you Paula. are such a blessing. You Because know, all we're doing, we're just talking about, I mean, but it's nice. Like with Paula there and Ward and Veronica's there a lot, we did people listen. It's just like us getting together in the living room and talking about exactly. getting through this this life in the best possible way. Or how to be, you know, how to be happy by being more loving and kind, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. We can talk about it all the time. But it's nice because you don't usually get to talk about that with people, you know. Exactly. You just have to talk about just earthly stuff, you know. So it's good. So if anyone um, wants so to get what, so, me, so, yeah. Oh, uh,
0: no, uh, real quick here. What do you think about one love approach? One love approach.
1: I'm not sure uh, what that means.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I can say that I have one love that is is for my husband. I have another love. But they're all incorporated under all the love.
1: Maybe you it know? means one love, just love everything and everybody. I,
0: I can say that that's, that um, would be um, melancholy. It would be a little bit of a... Of a um, because you know, someone who, you know, maybe is an angel that comes down and, and, and is, you know, totally, I can say that I love, I have compassionate love for everyone. And then I add a little bit more on of a different human love towards my husband, you know, where I can have more of a a husband wife relationship with him right and so there's a little bit more added on so i have i would say one love for everyone around the world but then i have a little bit different like then i have a little bit of salt and pepper on for my kids that are different for each of my kids yeah right and then i have a little bit of love i have big love like my um my uh, stepson has gotten in with uh, uh has in a relationship with a woman who has two more boys so now there's three boys who i can love now do i love them any less than my grandson that i held as a new baby right no but yet there's there's a there's a little bit more love added on that's a little different from my grandson that's in my mind yeah than i have for those guys but i'm gaining more knowledge of them so i can love them as they are so it's more that's where um where ward's conversation about if you don't know them it's hard to put the the knowing love onto someone you know and that's not restrictive at all but like last night when one of them was kind of you know he's he's a kindergartner so he was starting to go through my person his mom says redirect your not your your attentions there little one And I looked at him and I was like, "Mm -mm." but that was a boundary. It wasn't a dislike or now I don't like you, you know, which a lot of people do. I just kind of politely said, that's a boundary. Mm -mm." But then I started talking to him again and, you know, hey, you want to take another bite? And, you know, it's like I I understood those process of learning. And so one love, yes, for everyone. But then remember that we're human and we're going to have a little bit added on of knowledge of other people that you can add in a little bit more into your compassionate love of the humanness.
1: Yeah. You know, I like the way you said that, like to add on, you know, cause it doesn't mean you, it doesn't mean you love someone less and somebody more. Just you love everybody, but then some of them have these little add ons. <laughs> yeah. A different, it's a, and it's a, it's a knowledge add on.
0: It. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a different add on. So we're going to have to, We may revisit this conversation again, because I I really feel...
1: I'd love everybody's uh, comments and everything today. If anybody wants to get a hold of me, it's visittheafterlife.com. I have a regular therapy practice. I specialize in PTSD um, uh, and uh, fears, phobias, um, anxiety, that sort of thing. Uh, We do it over Zoom. And then with the Newton Institute, I do the life between life sessions. Sometimes they're five hours long, sometimes six hours where... Uh, in a deep state of trance, you get to go to the other side. And, um, and we find out everybody's got a little God switch in. And when you get to a real deep state of, uh, of uh, trance, which is the same feeling, is, it's the same feeling as what you feel when just the second before you fall asleep, when you get really, really relaxed. That's all that it is. And I uh, keep you in that state. So you're able to transcend this world and um, kind of go to the next and have, have a ball. But there's all kinds of things that you can do. Uh, and you know that way and we do it on zoom even i did it one this uh, for someone in uh, someone that's about 800 miles away this week and for the first time i was able to record record the video and audio on zoom and um and be able to send them the the video of it so they can actually see themselves going through the process people remember most of it but there's a lot of little things that they forget like a dream you have that's really powerful and you remember the gist of it but you don't remember the little things so mm-hmm. people uh, re listen to that and um uh, like I say, they get so much information that Natasha's helped some of my clients sometimes even after the session where they can kind of break things down, kind of come up with some kind of game plan. She's a real good life coach that way of uh, uh, helping people to decipher a lot of what they what they have are having trouble because it's so much information. But, it is uh,
0: and, and, and it's beyond sometimes our understanding of knowing that we've learned yet. And so sometimes we need a bridge that helps us to cross over yeah. into that new knowing. And, and I'm grateful to be, a. I was called a bridge by mother Mary, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I realized too, now is just how many people mother Mary's working with, you oh. know, right. Uh, mother Mary is working with so because Jesus I used, and I Michael yeah, when one person said, "Well, I, I, Mother Mary, I work with Mother Mary," and then I hear another person work with her, and I go, "No, you can't be because this other person's working with Mother Mary," and then I realized, no, because the way it works over there, just like Angel Gabriel, what he in one of the sessions this last week, she had a regular guide, and he turned her over to Angel Gabriel, uh, and it was because that needed to be more specific. It was like Angel Gabriel's, you know, um, in uh, he was able to help my client better than this other guide. You know, so that was interesting and had him describe to him and what he looked like and all that. And, mm-hmm. and then he said, well, Andrew Gabriel may appear different to different people, but he'll appear in a way that, uh, you know, that, that doesn't scare you or does, you know, I mean, in a way that's acceptable to you, you know. So sometimes they might have the wings. Sometimes he might have a business suit, you know. Uh, I forget one of them. She said, well, he's dressed in his red cloak or I don't know. It was it was just interesting because I have people to describe it different ways. Uh, exactly. But how do you when how do you see him, Natasha? When when you, I see when you look up sometimes. Oh, Andrew Gabriel's here, and he's t- telling you or guiding you in some way. And do do you have an actual like? If you were a painter, would you be able to paint him? Would you I would if I like? go deeper
0: into it. When I yeah. get messages from someone, I see an essence. I see a being, I see love, I see compassion. When I see Jesus, I see just a loving being. When I see mother Mary, I see a feminine, more feminine, loving being. And, and so with that, that it's more about beings. Now, if I want to go deeper and spend more time, yes, definitely. I would, I would totally. And and even just saying that I get a deeper look on them. So it's one of those things, but Paula says, um, I think uh, it's a great, great um, love is a great baseline as a collective to that don't know about love. And I do that actually when I'm driving down the highway and I see homeless or that I just send love because and if they want to receive it, they get a chance to receive. And man on the moon, thank you for saying this. I have a lot of love, but I don't know how to express it. Be.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm going to say be when you walk into a um, grocery store, be love. Be yeah. kindness, be expression, be be a person who has loving boundaries. You know, hey, thank you. Sorry I bumped into you. I didn't mean to bump into you. Oh, oh, wait a minute. You bumped into me. I'm sure you were, you know, uh, I send blessings on your way. You know, be you, be kindness, be, I walk into a classroom a lot of times and people say, I, you know, I just love it when you walk in because no. I, I am. The I am be. So if yeah. that gives you any idea, it's not about pushing your love onto somebody. Right. They have to be willing to receive it. I be, and that love is available for whoever wants it.
1: Yeah, love is expressed. I mean, the 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 way to express all the time is just through kindness. You know, mm-hmm. and that's kindness is love expressed. So even if it's just, you know, picking up a piece of trash someone dropped or smiling at someone that you see, um, or not even smiling, but walking by somebody and inwardly just saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. That's a great exercise. And that energy, I mean, if you if you were watching energies, if you were passing someone and you did that, you'd see a little love ball, as I call it, like a love snowball mm-hmm. and making them better that way. And it can be done. It could be done even as you've got, if you're praying or you're in, in meditation, whatever, and you just think about that sending the people you have and just saying, you know, I love you, mom. I love you, dad, you know, inwardly, you know, uh, I love you. And then, and then again, seeing yourself, I love yourself, you know, kind of yeah. thing like that. So yeah, well, that's a way to express it.
0: Exactly. And Ward, I'm going to give you an example. So I walk into a classroom, let's say, and there's kids at different levels, right? I actually, cause I'm an energy seer. I see love going around, and through and be and sometimes the classroom gets whooshed around with love, and then there's some that that the love they say, oh, I want to feel that love, and so they the love wraps around them like a blanket, right? And then there's mm-hmm. some that that it just goes, whoop, we admit they're in the wrong place for love right now because they're maybe throwing a fit or getting angry or something like that, oh. and, and it's opposite. So I see the love actually going around them. So. It's never for me to push me on to people.
1: Yeah,
0: they have to be willing to receive and so I just offer. I just offer by being love when I walk in. So um, hard to accept um, hard to accept it to receive it, right? Yeah um, And, and yeah. that's the thing is is that it, when we push th- our, things on other people, mm, mm, not, not for me. That's discernment. And i that's the way I run my intuitive work, too, is a, that it's like unless you're willing to do the work, you know, or want to come for a session, you know, you know or, or yeah. it's be here and and, and listen and, and receive a truth that if you want to have it, you can have it. You know what I mean?
1: You know, that would make another good show is how how do we, because uh, me included, have had a, a lifetime of uh, having a hard time accepting love. Even compliments sometimes,
0: you know, I have a hard time. I want to
1: push them away a little bit, but um, you, you, uh, you know, you want you. Why don't, you why to don't we do, to,
0: yeah, yeah. Why don't we do our show next week on um, on how how do we express what we want to express okay. to others or something like that?
1: Yeah. How do we or the you know how how to express love? How to receive love? You know, because there's two different two different things. We'll talk about that. But, yeah, yeah. you guys today, see so you're giving us all these great ideas. Yeah, I'd thank like you. i to explore them more because they helped me. Yes, for sure.
0: yes. But yeah. we are way over. it. <laughs> way over.
1: Well, we had a good group today. Thank you. And thank Natasha, you. they get they go a hold of you through angelicclarifications.com, right? Angeliclarifications.com. If they want to have a, have a session.
0: Exactly. And I would love to support you through my spiritual counseling, through understanding the stretch and pull of being human. And that, that, you know, coming out of depression to finding ourselves coming out of coming through grief and, and going through there and, and getting a perspective. And and like I was sitting down with someone this weekend on, um, in a, in an intuitive fair that I was at and he sat down and says, I got something and it'll probably surprise you. And I go, I don't get surprised. Yeah. I have knowings that are beyond what people, what I can say. So with that, 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 um, and I have a blanket that, that spreads pretty thick <laughs> on my knowings. So with that, that I love to work with you because I, I understand a lot of oddity that people other think is odd. And I'm just thinking that's just normal. So, <laughs> so blessings to you all. You can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. We are here on Monday and um, Wednesdays, Wednesdays. I'm get back again on with life clarifications with Natasha and I'm really not sure what I'm going to talk about yet. Uh, I haven't gotten a download yet. So I will I'm getting one but yet I'm not going to say it right now. So with that the Mondays and Wednesdays we will back here um, Monday at 4 o'clock Pacific time on my YouTube channel Natasha Venter and um, and then on my Facebook channel Natasha Venter AC. Uh, Both of them are AC sorry about that. Natasha Venter AC. This is on podcast so if you know of Anybody who likes these types of shows and they listen to podcasts, Life Clarification with Natasha is the podcast. And these shows go on those podcasts. So please, please share, like, and invite people to watch us because we are loving to support people. This world is a hard place to be, and we just want to bring enlightenment to that. And we're on Spotify and everything like that. So blessed be to you, and please like, share, and follow, and Um, We will see you on Wednesday at 4 o'clock Pacific Time and or next Monday Pacific Time. Yeah, see you all then. Okay, bye now.
1: Bye.